Thank you for joining us tonight on Radio Wave. We're continuing through our retreat with a friend of Medjugorje, preparing for June 25th. Tonight's broadcast comes to us from April the 26th, 2010, and it is titled, Will You Grieve When She's Gone? Now, we've been talking a lot about this recently, and we've been sharing a lot of different broadcasts that a friend of Medjugorje has brought this up. It is something that we need to be thinking about, especially as we approach this 40th anniversary, about are we ready for that time? A friend of Medjugorje has been speaking about this for a very long time, and even in the midst of the Medjugorje world as a whole, some people do not want to focus on that. They don't want to think about it. But a friend of Medjugorje for years has repeatedly been saying, we have to be living in a way that we will not regret that time. We have to be living her messages in a way that we are doing the absolute utmost we possibly can while Our Lady's still with us. And so it is something that we do need to be thinking about very seriously. And so tonight's broadcast will help us enter into this so that we can respond to her call in a deeper way. This is a friend of Medjugorje, April 26, 2010. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, it's a great joy to be able to come together with you to be with us, especially today in the message that you speak to the world. And that we can contemplate words from heaven that you spoke, which we know is history even through eternity, and the battle and the plans that you have and what you plan to do through the world, through us, to change it. We want to be on board and part of that. And so we turn our hearts to you tonight and our souls that you might open them, that we might understand your messages. Our Lady Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. Well, here we are again. Can't wait till the 25th, the old saying is. With that said, why don't we go right into the messages, Joan? Our Lady of Medjugorje's April 25th, 2010, Message to the World. Dear children, at this time when, in a special way, you are praying and seeking my intercession, I call you, little children, to pray so that through your prayers I can help you to have all the more hearts be opened to my messages. Pray for my intentions. I am with you, and I intercede before my Son for each of you. Thank you for having responded to my call. So, Joan, I'll ask you a question and see you're asking me. What do you think about the message? I think it's awesome. <laughs> That's all you can say, huh? No, I'm just waiting to hear your insights into it. Riz? I think I don't really know anything about this message. <laughs> I think I'll just wait to hear what you have to say first. We're well, all playing dumb. <laughs> Well, to me, the first thing it reminded me of as the ending, when it says, Pray for my intentions, I am with you, and I intercede before my son for each of you. And that reminds me of November 24, 1988, the first apparition in the field when a lady came. And she said, I invite you to live my messages. I am here to help you. I will intercede for you to God for all your intentions. And, of course, again, today she said, Pray for my intentions, I am with you, and I intercede before my son for each of you. And so seeing this as a recall, and people say, well, yeah, there she goes again. She's just saying the same old thing. No, not even the case. At that time, we were already receiving some persecution, even when Maria was just here for that short time. In the beginning, of those three months she visited. And Our Lady, out of the blue on Thanksgiving Day, we were so caught up in the events, we were shocked at the fact that we forgot Thanksgiving. That may be hard to realize, but the whole news for us was that the Virgin Mary was appearing and everybody was coming here but in droves. And so when Our Lady said the next day she'd appear out in the field near the tree, we didn't contemplate it was because of Thanksgiving. We had asked for that, and Our Lady had declined that on several occasions. And so we quit asking, and then all of a sudden this day she chose Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988, which was an individual day designated in Thanksgiving to God the Father by our nation held only by our nation. Now, I know Canada's got their day of Thanksgiving. I think Europe's got theirs. 
But this was not like Christmas or Easter where the whole world celebrates it. Christians all over the place. This was solely something connected to this nation. And I don't say that to say Our Lady doesn't have any heart for Ireland or other countries or Austria or Australia or wherever it is. Our Lady does. But she set the course on something by saying that. And given from that spot in the field, I invite you to live my messages. I am here to help you. When she said those words, it dissipated a lot of our concern about the persecution. Because they were saying, oh, we're just making something. Our Lady's just following Maria. Our Lady distinguished her visit at that point when she said those words. I am here to help you. And so you can say, okay, well, Our Lady wasn't in a specific place today. I am with you, and I intercede before my son for each of you. She said that today. It's true. The thing is, though, Our Lady did come, and she says, I have many plans. And she said this in one of Yvonne's program meetings. I have many plans. And other times she said, I want you to collaborate with me. And so each nation should be raising up a voice for its renewal. And we've been doing this for years and years and years. And, of course, this July, we will be, again, consecrating the United States of America. We've been doing this for years. How many years have we done the novenas for our nation? I think this is our 18th year. 18 years we've prayed for this. We've printed, I guess, hundreds of thousands of booklets on novenas, several hundred thousand patriotic rosary booklets, if not approaching a million. I don't know what the count is on that. And with that said, we've seen favorable responses from Our Lady. We had a professor one time visiting us from Russia. She came here, and she said that she loved her motherland. And it was still communist at the time. She was just talking about her motherland. It was so beautiful the way she spoke of that. And, you know, God loved Israel. And God expects us to love our nation. So all the nations of the earth should be doing what we've led in this country and using Medjugorje and Our Lady when she gave the message, the dreams of your fathers. All these things should be praised for because your nation is your home. Your home is your shelter. Your shelter is where your family lives. What is a nation made up of but families? What is family made up of but individuals? So for these 18 years, we have consecrated ourselves as individuals, our families, and our nation. And you have this nationalistic sin that this is labeled as because you do this. Patriotism was a virtue. Do you understand that? For you to think it's wrong to pray for your nation, you're sick. Your mentality is very, very sick. And we have many people in this country and other countries think that. You want your homeland prayed for. After all these years, Maria finally went to Austria and they consecrated Austria last year. Beautiful. One individual in Italy copied us several years ago, used our prayers, formatted it for Italy, and consecrated Italy. Beautiful. They didn't maintain it, though. They stopped. And so we're a witness. The United States is a light on the hill. It's really a special country. It's a country where people formed in on Christian principles. Never in history has a nation been formed this way. And so this witness and what this country became, one of the most generous countries in the history of the world, one of the most powerful, is not said in nationalism, but in virtue. And so those who oppose that, those who are against that, you're against Our Lady's messages. You do not comprehend them because it's her who picked Thanksgiving Day to go to that field. And that became known as a representation of the nation where we prayed at the tree. And it became known in the bedroom where all of the apparitions were for the family, where conception takes place, where, where things are discussed between the husband and wife. This is a beautiful love story Our Lady wrote. Read the American section and words from heaven. Whatever nation you're from, read this. Adopt this for your country. We long for our nation to be renewed. We long for the whole world to be renewed. And to be renewed means to be converted. And it was June 25th, 2008, I think this year, or seven, when Our Lady said, God desires a conversion for the entire world. That means the individual and the family and the nation and the nations of the world. So it's very important that you grasp this and understand this significance. So when I saw this today, pray for my intentions. I am with you, and I intercede before my son for each of you. It brought me back to that day, that reminder of this great joy we felt 
And we didn't have the picture of this represent our nation at that point. It took years for us to see how Our Lady played this out. In fact, Our Lady didn't come back for another five years. And when she came back, we were receiving so much persecution at the time and so many attacks that we didn't know what Our Lady would say. The community went to the field. My family and Maria and Paula went to the bedroom. And Our Lady smiled immediately upon this apparition when she first came and said, I am happy to be here. There's no more sweeter words she could have said at that moment for what we were going through than those words. And Lady has come back and reconfirmed and reconfirmed and reconfirmed. And that's why I say, read the American section. It gives you all the answers about what Our Lady does with her plans. And even in Medjugorje, being persecuted once, on the mountain at Yvonne's apparition, Our Lady said that night, I have many plans and I need you to help me fulfill them. And so, what you give to the message, what you give in your life to Our Lady... She responds to that. Our Lady once said that God will contribute and lead to a successful end that things of here below if one strives to work for God's things. So the messages have that many variables. You work for the message, for the way of life, a special way of life. And that's what she said today. At this time, when in a special way you're praying, how are you praying? If you're forming community, if you're forming the way of life, if you're doing what she says, that's the special way she keeps speaking about. This was a new revelation for me just in the last few weeks. I talked about it, I think, last month. It just dawned on me for the first time. All these years I've wondered what she means to pray in a special way. The special way is a special way of life that she's given to this age because the way of life that was we know it is going away. We were speaking, actually, several of us to some people today that said, you know, when the economy changes around, I tell you, this is not going to change around in the way you think it's going to change around. We're headed for a radical, different way of life because a lady brings a radical way of return. And that return is to holiness, virtue, patriotism, godliness, all contrary to what's happening today, which is ungodliness, thinking we can do everything without God, despising our nation, our homeland, and greed. You can't say that Our Lady's coming here without the express purpose to annihilate these things in our hearts. And so if it's God's desire for the conversion of the entire world, and we've said it lately several times that a football coach once said, how do you keep your team motivated? He says, it gets rid of the unmotivated. How do you convert the world? Get rid of the unconverted. <laughs> you know, you better watch out. Does that mean God's a wrathful God? No, but we're in mercy. The fact that he's coming every day for 28 years, these long, long times, this long age, is something that we can see that Our Lady goes for a beautiful moment in the history of man. This is something that is in the top three or four moments of history. This is number two, though, with the founding of the church. Time will show that. And when that happens, what we're going to see, that all the wisdom we've gained that is lose the young. The young don't have wisdom today. And all that grows sweeter with age. We had a one of our boys here in the community cut down trees, make the tools to make a violin, read the book, make the violin, read the book to learn how to play it. it took him five years to do this. Our Lady's coming, I'm convinced, for 40 years to lead us out of the desert. We're in number 28. I've thought this for a long time. Nobody's expressed this. I just see this. I see this because the world needs that long enough to get us out of this desert we're in. And with time, things grow sweet with age. And so many things can relate to that, just like a song of a violin. So we need to realize that with God, there's things that only can be gained in time. Our Lady can't do what she wants to do overnight but only with the sweetness of time. The last 50 years have seen laughter and tears and your hair slowly fade to gray Your children are grown now and it's hard to believe how the years have just all slipped away but in time, you've gained a wisdom that seems to elude the 
blind But now march your face Tells the stories of all that you've done So fear not the passing of the days It's like the song of the violin You only grow sweeter with age Time's pages turn, you lived and you learned that what truly mattered most is family and friends, and in the end, finding peace in the path that you chose. Cause in time, you gained the wisdom that seems to elude the young. It's an amazing thing how many years has gone by. I never kind of dreamed that my first trip to Michigan, I guess 25 years ago or so, that it's surreal to think this is continuing and that it will likely continue for another 12 years or so. What's passing in front of us? What sort of age do we live in? And how fast this time will pass by? So when our lady says, praying, seeking my intercession, I call you little children to pray so that through your prayers I can help you have all the more hearts be open to my messages. It's amazing to me the people that's been, we've got many testimonies constantly, I just got to read the one a while ago, I think you're going to read it maybe, that they were involved in Medjugorje and they fell away from it. I think there was one lady just saw a billboard. Have you got that? You want to read that real quick? Dear Caritas, I'm a field angel who has been to Medjugorje twice and hopefully will return again soon. I experienced a reconversion after my first pilgrimage, but continue to struggle in my faith after leaving behind a very sinful past. I spent much time on my second pilgrimage at the Caritas Mission House, reading through your booklets and devouring everything I could about Medjugorje and the Blessed Mother's messages. I also picked up booklets and cards to give out to friends and family. It felt special to be there because it was another place blessed by Our Lady's presence. I must be honest and tell you that I've really been struggling, and things have not been easy. But one night, I was driving in Jersey City, New Jersey, when I saw your billboard with Mary's beautiful picture and the words, This is my time. It made me rethink things, and I felt it was a sign that Our Lady was there looking out for me and reconfirming that living the messages and staying true to the church was where I was meant to be at any price. Thank you, and God bless. Joe from New York. 
And of course, we wasn't going to have this consecration this year because uh, Maria wasn't going to be with us. But so many people asked us to do so because they felt that our nation was more in dire need than ever before for it. So it was the people themselves who prompted us to go ahead and do this. And so we're excited about that. And consecration is important. People often think, you know, you have to have a priest or you have to have a bishop to do this. The people or the church. We've had Russia consecrated, you know, in concert with the bishops, what it's our lady asked for. But Medjugorje is different. Medjugorje is a movement of the laity. It doesn't disqualify the church or the bishops. It's that she's come among the people. She actually gave a message that says, I come from the people. Our lady keeps telling us, listen to me. And so what will happen is the church will be renewed when the people are renewed. The experience of that is the people from the people come to bishops. Our Lady's coming back to ground zero to rebuild the church. It's a beautiful thing that this time in history that the church will be renewed to the laity. That's without question. That's how it's going to happen. And our holy obedience to the church and its hierarchy and our love for it. But at the same time, it's in the hands of the laity. This is Our Lady's plans. This is why for 28 years she's been a standalone and leading the spiritual life. And as John Paul himself said, the second, that Medjugorje is the spiritual rebirth of the world or spiritual center of the world. I just want to question you about this a little bit because I thought it was interesting. In the last couple of months, it's been in, a lot in, in the Medjugorje news, the new commission that's been assigned to study Medjugorje. And this may be what the second monthly message that's come out since the commission has been formally put together. So you have these fresh eyes looking at Our Lady's words, and I think it's kind of bold of her just to come out and and just to state that she wants more hearts to be open to her messages. For one of the bishops on the commission, you looking at that statement from the Mother of God, that she's she is making this bold statement that that's what she wants. She wants people into her messages, what they might be thinking about that, and then right after that, she follows with, pray for my intentions. And so in light of that, do you have any thoughts on what Our Lady's intentions may be? Well, I think that we have too much of a mentality of a theological mind. Everything Jesus said was theological. It was super logical. It was the logic to go by and put into life. God is super logical. Theological. But we've got an intellectual theological mindset that, that can't relate into everyday life. It's wonderful things you can read and things about theology. But Jesus didn't transfer it that way through intellectualism. He transferred it through parables, just common stories, common parables that people could relate to. You won't ever see any exhortations that's so advanced that you have to reread what he said. And even biblically, the way the Bible is wrote is incredible. It'll say the same thing in three sentences. What is that part about the Red Sea? And the Red Sea parted, and they went into it because the Red Sea parted. And once they got into the Red Sea, into going across the Red Sea because it parted, read that verse. It's something like that. That whole section just repeats and repeats because God wants us to get in it. And a lady does the same thing. She repeats and repeats and repeats. Because in that repetition, in that simplicity, is such a broad application for its use that it can pertain to everything. But when you get complex and you get so intellectual, it can only specifically mean what you're talking about. And so Our Lady's messages are given specifically loose to give the maximum ability to apply to every application today. This message applies to, to literally trillions of applications for the rest of the world's history. So it's in its last sleep. And that's why they're not so specified or, or have such a specificity about them. Because our lady wants it to apply to you going to the grocery store and you're going to cost somebody. Or this lady driving down to New Jersey and just see our lady's face. And whatever message came to her, this is my time. What did it mean for her? Other people passed that billboard that day. What did it mean for them when they read this is my time? One could have been greatly depressed. One could have been thinking about ending everything. And in the marriage, what happened? This is my time. This message means everything for everybody coming by for whatever situations they find themselves in. This is the genius of the message. 
and people aren't open to it because the intellects doesn't open and give credit to that themselves being open to it. They're too smart. They're too high in the thinking. Our lady continues to tell us, dear children, yes, but often you'll see little children because little children will believe without questioning what is said by that parent because that's the authority in their life. That great parent, the, the view they have, is something so fantastic. It's like your dog. A dog loves, always likes its owners. You know people that's probably wretched people, but that dog, when they come home, loves them. I saw a bumper sticker just a couple of days ago that said, God wants me to be the person that my dog thinks I am. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, wow, what a bumper sticker, because all dogs love their owners. And that dog sees them as the greatest person in the world. And our lady has high expectations for you. She wants you to be. That's why she says, thank you for responding to my call. Did you? No. Have you lived it up to what she thinks she really would like you to? No. But this is a goal to attain. You feel bad. I haven't lived that. But she's thanking me. Thank you for all the prayers this month, maybe. And you know you haven't fulfilled that. But it makes you strive to do that. Even talking about the messages of others makes you strive to be what it is you're saying. And so, I always remember that when the dog wags its tail. God wants you to be the person your dog thinks you are. <laughs> and so, it's a beautiful thing to, to see our lady say this. But the thing that's really interesting, I, I call you little children to pray so that through your prayers, I can help you have all the more hearts be open to my messages. Because many hearts aren't open. Many people have gone to Medjugorje and like this woman fell away. And one little thing brings them back. And that's, that's our charism. Our charism is to open the message for you. To show you how we live it. We literally live this. This is incorporated into our way of life. Again, read American section in Words from Heaven. Look at that. Our lady's literally walked with us for 22 years since her first visit in 88. And so... What's the purpose of that? Well, it's the purpose to send us, really, how to pray. How to pray in a simple way. And we've noticed that today, she says, you know, we've, we've seen people for years being prayed a certain way. But what Medjugorje teaches is to start praying in a different way. What we prayed for 10 years ago, are we praying for in the same way now? Or has our prayers changed to more basic prayers, like family, our shelter, our food, our health? Before, we were praying to win the lottery. A lot of people were. And now we're getting down to the basics. Why? Because we realize what's important is the basics. A lady gave a message that said, live your life in simplicity. Live a simple life. And we're seeing what's really important, what really the treasures are being able to come home to a house that has peace in it. No money can buy that. Only God can build that because God is peace. Our lady said these words, literally. God is peace. So if God's not in your house, you have no peace. And so people suffer from that. But keep praying. Seek her intercession. She wants to give that. You know, you can't ask for anything more than that. But to bow your head and pray this way. And God will give this gift to you. And once you've experienced that peace... There's nothing that can surpass that because it surpasses all understanding. It was a home run when the game was tied. A pickup truck when I could drive It was a passing grade, a pretty girl All the money in the world What mattered then kept changing every day But when I bow my head tonight There'll be Just watch my wife and kids, please, Lord. That's all I ask 
on the siren sound And make me drop it all and pick up the phone To hear her say that all's okay It's all I need to know these days Can't wait to see their faces when I get home Listening to Countdown to the 40th Anniversary with a friend of Medjugorje. Broadcasting on your favorite station, Radio Wave, 24 hours. So what matters to you in your future? What matters to you in the present? And in fact, the message is always in the present. I've been saying today, the message, the message was actually yesterday. But for us, we live them and, and I've been reading them throughout today. And we never broadcast on Sunday because of look what happened while you're sleeping. The sentence that you were just speaking about in the message where Our Lady said, I call you little children to pray so that through your prayers I can help you to have all the more hearts be open to my messages. Is it possible that Our Lady, in a very subtle way, is actually saying for our hearts to be open to the messages? Because she's saying, I call you so that through your prayers I can help you have more hearts open to my messages. Is she actually speaking to us in a very subtle way? Yeah, she's not speaking just to the non-believers or people out there that doesn't accept the messages. She's speaking to us. There's still more to discover in the message. We've just gone through several revelations through mesonomics of things that we didn't know about. I'm writing right now a special writing just in reference to some things of revelations after 28 years. It's incredible. And we never saw it. And we should have seen it. We should have seen it 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But we weren't open enough to that. The more you open to the message, the more that's opened up of the message. And let's just look at all the mysteries of the biblical history of the New Testament, of things and how many years and centuries it took to reveal certain things. Private revelation is what these apparitions are about. Public revelations is the writings and ceased at the death of the last apostle. But we're still learning revelation. There's no new revelation, but we're still learning new revelations about the new revelation. There's nothing left to tell us. It's just so we open to it. And everybody that goes through conversion have to learn these things. Every generation has to relearn everything. Because it's carried forth from the others, and sometimes it's theirs, and we have to learn truth. And so we're always in a state of decline and building. And we've seen that. I call it in our mission, construction through destruction. Seems like we're going to go through and we're not going to make it, and we come up all the more bigger and stronger for it. And so... My guidance here always been for the community is if our lady said it, we do it and we promote it and package it in any way we can. We don't care what some may think. We don't care what the world may think. We had somebody write to us recently saying, you shouldn't put it. This is my time. It's going to offend Protestants on the billboard. I didn't consider that because I don't care. Let it convict them. Let them turn away. And yes, we've had some letters. You're going to go to hell. Only way is Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior. I got one on my desk. Somebody just gave me saying this. 
But we also have had Protestants write to us and says, is this the Virgin Mary? I need that. So it's not a matter of the theology of it. It's a matter of whose heart is open. There are Protestants riding by these billboards in need of a mother and finding and coming to Our Lady and having a whole new life. And why? Why would one Protestant do that and another next? Open heart. Who's open? Who's of goodwill? And so you can't make all the consequences and say, well, if I say this, it's going to offend somebody. Jesus offended everybody every time he opened his mouth. Not everybody, but half the group, or some of the group at least. So we never gauge that. Our Lady says it, we do it. Let the chips fall where they fall. If it's not to our advantage, then we say it. If it's to our advantage, we say it. But not predicated on either way. It's because Our Lady said it. And today she said this, be open. And that means me. I need to be more open to the message, as well as you. This whole life with Our Lady, especially she says little children, is really she's looking at Jesus. She wants to be like little Jesus. And she knows that, you know, his feet walked on water and was going to his baby and all these things. She may not foresaw the miracle, but she knew the end result. Because Simeon said, a sore should perish your heart. That being said, you know, Our Lady wants us as little children to walk on water. She once gave a message. She says she actually was scolding us. And at the end of it, she said to the effect that I want to do miracles with you. We don't know what's coming when the secrets happen. If it be something like that, that everybody that's really devoted to Our Lady will be able to do miracles. But Our Lady literally said, I want to do miracles with you and through your life. She wants you to walk on water. She says, I want your hands. You're my instruments. So our hands really are hers. Because she's tied and binded by her actions instead of God giving her all power and coming here in glorious might to strike with the scepter, that she has to strike and purify her heart, and we're her scepter. We're her rod to change the direction of the world, to holiness and to life. And that means that we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer through just as our son did. And so we need to understand that how many times was she weary of this looking at that infant? And then us, when we feel her, although he didn't, we do. yourself in faithful dreams before you live your life and slip away to heaven and rest in gentle peace never to awaken the Lord your soul to keep cause your feet will walk on water And your heart will save the souls of men Your hands will bear the scars For now your time has come To heal the wounded leper To calm the raging storm With perfect steps of perfect grace You leave behind your fear You walk along these dusty roads Though your fate is clear Cause your feet walk on water Your eyes pierce the dark And your heart will save the souls of men Your hands will bear the scars
Jesus, my Father and my child, beneath this broken cross of sin, stained with man's denial. Though you now are breathless, with thorns upon your head, your body has been broken, so your children can be fed. Cause your feet have walked on water, your eyes have pierced the dark, and your heart is saved. Souls of men, but your hands now bear the scars, and your feet have walked on water, your eyes have pierced the dark, and your heart has saved the souls of men. Your hands now bear the scars. And so once you give yourself to her, you give her your hands, you're going to get scarred. you got to be purified. It's not an easy path. Our Lady said that this whole world is full of division and to marriages being destroyed and obsessions and all kinds of things. She says you must protect yourselves against these things through fasting and prayer, especially community prayer. Community prayer is very powerful. And, of course, that's built on the principle that where two or more gathered, Jesus is there in the presence. And so we've got Our Lady coming here in a way that People aren't open to it like she asked today, even the Medjugorje people. There's so many discoveries yet to find out about these messages. And she says that more hearts be open to my messages. Because some are open to partially to the messages, but not all the messages. Oh, I accept that. Oh, but I'm not going to do that. It's all or nothing. Accept them all. Yes, this is graduated steps. You get strength as you start living them. But there's a lot of ladies saying in these words. And these words are so important. That's why I titled the book Words from Heaven. Because they come from that. The first time... And really, actually, through persecution, I was never allowed in Medjugorje to go to an anniversary apparition until it was in Maria's Chapel. And I couldn't be kept out of that. And I never pushed myself, but I just accepted that. But through persecution, I was blocked from that because of jealousy. And the first time I got to go there, I think it was, was it the 20th anniversary? And I used the words, words from heaven. A friend of mine came up to me and couldn't believe it. And so, if you believe these things, if you see and you understand the message, you comprehend these things in this way, and I'm not saying I comprehend anything about them. Mine's is one degree of what they are, one one percent or one half of one percent or less, far less. But one thing I do believe is that we do not comprehend the messages and that to be prayed to comprehend them, and when they do, a whole new life opens up to you. And that's what I was saying to me. I myself need to be more open to the message. And it's August 25th, 1997. I can tell you where I was when this message came out. I can tell you where I was standing. I can tell you what time of day it was. And it was in the hayfields. They brought me the message to see if I needed to write a commentary about it just afterwards or my thoughts about it. And I was stunned when I read this. And yet it's so long ago. It was 12 years ago, 19, 13 years ago now. August 25th, 1997. We were standing underneath the shade near the trucks. We just got through saying the rosary before that. And the message came out real quick. We got it probably about 1 o'clock. But a lady says, Dear children, God gives me this time as a gift to you so that I may instruct and lead you on the path of salvation. And then these words, our lady says, Dear children, now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament for these messages. That is why little children live all the words which I'm giving you through this time of grace. Now, I have a memory of where I was and who was with me that day. And that's going to be a consolation. Because the lady continues and says, the words that I've given you through this time of grace and renew prayer until prayer becomes a joy for you. The prayer, the joy, the words of our lady is a joy if you're making history with them. Yesterday, for the 25th, we were on our knees. It was a beautiful Sunday in the field. You could have made a painting of the sky and the wind and the coolness. Everything was just beautiful. 
And I said before the apparition time that, you know, we're about to make history for eternity. That's what we think about the message. And to be on our knees for this 25th message is a memory. We have association with that. And here our lady says, you'll lament for these messages, not the apparitions. How much more so for that? Just the words. What were you doing during that time? And so, is Our Lady the greatest woman the world ever knew? Not by or any of her fault of making every effort to make herself known to us and loved by us, but by our own. She's made herself so available. How many times have we really taken that time to know her, to really comprehend? She says, comprehend this grace. It feels so simple. Why is she saying these words? You must pray to comprehend this grace. And she said, here, you do not comprehend. Now, you're going to comprehend after it's over with. And we're going to sit there and say, what just passed me by? How many will hear her say, I love you, before she's gone, rather than after she's gone, and she says, I love you? Is there going to be a difference? Gamaliel was bitter. Many people after Jesus, they, they carried on the way. They, they saw him. They didn't care. And we have the same thing going on in Medjugorje today. The greatest event in the history of the church from the time of the last apostle to the crusades to the greatest moments of the saints to the greatest events of the church, nothing in history, in world history, predating Jesus, I'm talking about Moses, I'm talking about parting of the sea, leaving Egypt, nothing is this event second to except Jesus' life and the apostles in the beginning of the church. Nothing. As you listen to this next song, you think about, trade the words for the greatest man for the greatest woman. What is that going to mean to you? And you can put it in human relationships with our family. But we have something passing in front of us that there's going to be many regrets on a lot of people because they're not paying attention and they won't until it's too late. Never. 
said he loved me Guess he thought I knew We also want to always remind you this words of Our Lady that soon will come a time when you'll lament for the message as we just heard the greatest words I never heard I guess I'll never hear how many people want spread Medjugorje spread Our Lady spread the devotion spread the love for her and from us to you we love you and we wish Our Lady good night <laughs>